about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Danny, you're in Orlando again. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host, going a little solo today, because like I mentioned before, Danny is actually in Orlando, um, so that's that's great. Hopefully, he can be able to get some seats out to watch the game on Sunday, because uh, it's a big one, guys. If, if you haven't realized that already, Inter-Miami is going to be playing against Orlando on the 24th of September, which is this Sunday at 7.30. Uh, so that's one thing that a lot of us fans have to look forward to. And uh, thank you guys for coming on with us. I know it was unexpected. We were supposed to be on yesterday, um, but with a couple change in plans, uh, we had to make some last-minute changes, and uh, we ended up just going tonight uh, at 9 o'clock. Uh, probably should have been a little sharper, but you know, you know how we do. Um, thank you guys again for chiming in the chat. Yes, Raul Rojas. Yes, Danny is is near Disney. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna be going to Disney. I think he has some plans to to go to Disney and Universal. I think is is probably the best bet because everybody's starting to go to Universal. Man, Disney sucks. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was messy. Obviously, the big news is is that Messi is not going to be playing in Orlando come Sunday, along with Jordi Alba as well. Uh, both of them apparently have some uh, muscle fatigue slash injury slash coach just doesn't want them to play. Uh, so that's going to be a little problematic. And I, I'm getting a lot of weird vibes and sanguine is just timing in the comments i tried messi's pizza i wish i didn't ah, i feel bad for you buddy that pizza kind of looks like it sucks who kind of who who would get pizza like that with all that kind of garbage i mean tomatoes i guess it's tomato sauce right so it can't be that far off um and and estebandito saying we'll pounce inter miami will pounce on some mickey mouse sucker clubs behind without messi listen I don't want you guys to to get it twisted here, right? Where I don't like Orlando like the rest of you guys, but at the end of the day, you kind of have to give a little bit of respect to Orlando. I mean, they're no not they're they're not a knockover, you know. They're they're pretty high in the standings for a reason. They're a pretty good team, which uh, we're we're gonna have someone on here shortly to talk a little bit about Orlando City, so that way we can be able to preview the game in the right way. Uh, and Kevo Dan. Before I get over to Alex, um, says, I think Orlando going to want redemption. I believe it. I believe it. I definitely believe it. Yes, you're right, Joe. Yes. Save it for Wednesday. Might be Monday. Might be Monday, buddy. Might be Monday. We'll see. We'll see. If the cards play to our favor, um, we'll see. So we all know Messi's not going to be in Orlando and along with Jordi Alba. But obviously, the bigger news is Messi. And uh, and to talk a little bit about the Orlando game, we went ahead and got in touch with one of our good friends that came on before, spoke a little bit to us uh, about Orlando, 
and his name is Alex Ryder. And I don't, I don't, I keep forgetting, I keep forgetting how to say the last name. I'm gonna, I, how do I say Ryder? Yes, I remember you said Ryder, like the, yeah, like the writer. Writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, representing the Orlando uh, Lions Den podcast, guys. Um, Hey, thanks for coming on at such a late notice, Alex. Much appreciated for sure. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm I'm glad to be back. I honestly, I said last time, pencil me in. I, I enjoyed chilling with you guys, and yeah, better late than never to talk about a uh, big derby. We I still don't think we have a name settled on this derby as we talked last time, but no. Let, let's talk about what color the state's going to be. Well, and it's it's crazy because a lot of people give it sort of different names, and nothing that's really caught yet. Uh, Danny had a really good one, the Sun Pasico, which I, I kind of yeah. like. That one is a really good one. I called it El Periclasico, which is a little bit off the beaten, off the off the the right path because I'm literally trying to say Perico like uh, like cocaine, since in Florida cocaine is uh, is known within the state of Florida, but that's not great to talk about either. So Sun Pasico sounds a lot better than my. <laughs> than my than my words no <laughs> cocaine so, bowl, that's not great either <laughs> no joe curse as cocaine bowl no that's not that's not not a good one either um but yeah alex like i was saying i was talking a little bit about messi not showing up in orlando and this wasn't really something that i believe that was expected at least before the news broke because you got to think that for such an in-state rivalry that messi and and the, the top players would suit up for this game but then here we are two days away from from game time and Messi is not going to be playing what's the vibe around the supporters around the people that you talk to in regards to him playing or not playing like how are they taking the news um well I'll say this the people that sold their tickets are feeling pretty good the people that <laughs> bought tickets aren't feeling great and no. in between the fans that held the line no matter what and just wanted to see a great rivalry match, um, they genuinely see what's going on and they see that Miami, you guys are getting put through the ringer right now. You got you're going through what a lot of a lot of teams are going through, which is a drastically compacted MLS schedule. You guys have the open cup final uh coming up next Wednesday. Yeah, And there was a big appeal to reschedule the match. And that just didn't go through for the league because the league put in so much effort to make this a big, I believe this is the Heineken rivalry week. And this is the nationally televised match. It's on Apple TV. It's on Fox. It's Taylor Twelman will be there with boots on. It's, it's the big match. It's the big marquee match for the, going into the last couple of weeks of the season and they didn't want to move that. And yeah. the consequences are, we don't get to see Miami at full strength. And, and it's a shame because you would think that for such a big time game for such a, a, a long awaited game. I mean, we, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming that the fan base Orlando kind of knew that this game uh, would matter and and unfortunately for you guys at least from our perspective it doesn't really matter to you guys you guys have already clinched a, a playoff spot i believe right 
Yeah, we, we have clinched a playoff spot. And if you would have asked me that question on Tuesday, I would have said it matters a lot more than it does now. It yeah. matters now in the fact that we need we need to keep that second spot for uh, CONCACAF qualification. We need to keep it to get the at least the second highest uh, Eastern Conference spot and yeah. to go into the playoffs hot. But if we hadn't have lost on Wednesday, we were right. going to be five points back for the supporter shield. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting but this match still matters not only because of the way that the that league is currently laying out but also because it matters for the rivalry because if we win we basically reassure ourselves a qualification in the playoffs and if we beat you guys we it, it makes it that much harder and you guys to qualify for the playoffs and let me tell you, a great point is being brought up by Factual Fruit here. Imagine a rematch a few weeks later in the playoffs. Because I think that everybody's mm-hmm. sort of like, everybody's tossing this away now that Messi and Busquets are, I mean, not Busquets, Messi and, and Jordi Alba aren't going to be playing kind of like a throwaway game. I mean, I've even heard some people question on whether Orlando's going to come with like their full squad, especially knowing that they clinched the team uh, and clinched the playoffs. Uh, I mean, at this point, I don't. I, I really don't know what to expect uh, from. I mean, from either side, I, I more so know what to expect from Inter Miami because it's already sort of been slated that Messi and, and Jordi Alba aren't playing. But at the same time, from Orlando, I really don't know whether they're planning on bringing their A team or if they're just gonna put on some people on the pitch and let them get some experience in the meantime, in between time. No. Oh, I will say with certainty, and especially considering news out of our camp, even today, we're going to come with our full team. We put a couple of changes into our lineup for the midweek match and with a trip up to Queens, but (sighs) I genuinely think we're going to put our best 11 out there. And I think that we might even be able to put someone we haven't put out there in a while that's going to be a big key for us. And that's Antonio Carlos. He's been out injured for the last month and a half and two months. And he is a key in our defense. And that would be a big deal to allow us to attack more. So I, there, there's no doubt in my mind, Orlando, Orlando doesn't have a midweek match. We don't play again until September 30th against Montreal. And we are going to put our best 11 out there for this rivalry match because it means a lot to our fans. It means a lot to the club. We're we, when, if we win this match, not when I'm not going to be that, that aggressive, but if we win this match, it will be our highest point total in the history of our club. And that will be a big deal for us. We already, we just went over a hundred wins yeah. We just clinched the playoffs, and we're not just sitting back just because we clinched. We want that home field advantage. We want that second seed for CONCACAF. We want it for going into the playoffs. And like you said, when we've been talking about it on our podcast, we want Miami in the playoffs. We're, we're Don't get me wrong. I said earlier, oh, we can knock you guys out of the playoffs. No. We, we can make it harder on you. Yeah. We want you guys in the playoffs because 
I'm going to quote one of our, one of my fellow podcasters. Um, I don't remember if it was Cleon or if it was, it was one of our guys. I don't, it, it was Cleon, Eddie or Alex Brown. It might've been, might've been a couple of them said, okay, let's get in there early. Let's play in Atlanta in the playoffs. And then let's face Miami who will sneak in there in the Eastern conference finals. Well, and it's, it, and it's fun. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And that's Don Garber's dream. Don't get me wrong. Well, and and I think for, if I was looking at it from the from an Orlando fans, you know, their prism, I would kind of want Inter Miami at first as well. If I'm going to go up against anyone, give me the hardest team immediately, and once you can be able to get past them, then the rest is basically a cakewalk, right? At least that's how I would feel if I was on the other side of the fence looking at that sort of uh, situation. And it's and and one of the people in the chat right here, Joe Kerr, is mentioning Orlando wants to win, and they should. He's expecting a, ga- a good game. I'm also expecting a huge game. Oh, it's going to be a great match. It's going to, no matter what, even though people are complaining that they're not going to get to see Messi, it's still going to be a good match because – like it or not, from our side, Miami has dramatically improved under Tato Martino, and you guys have you guys have Messi. Messi is in your dressing room. He's training with you guys. Yeah, he might might have a little knock right now, but that's that's you guys protecting an investment going into a huge match against Houston. I. I that's silverware. That means a lot more in you already a double. So I'm not oh, going to make excuses for we, we talked last time on this last time you guys brought me on about excuses yeah. and about preparing the way. There's no preparing the way this time. It's we watch what happened. <laughs> exactly. He he got hurt. And he understands, Lionel Messi understands the the importance of a rivalry, and he understood it last time we played because, unfortunately, our players got under his skin and he paid it back in full. So I I believe that he would have wanted to play in this to get a, to put us back on our feet again, and it's just not in the cards. Now, one thing I, I wanted to, to ask about, and there's some sort of rumor swirling things that I've been sort of reading and hearing, and, and this isn't something that I was sort of prepared to bring up, but just in, in, in preparing for the show. Uh, is it true uh, that supposedly the MLS had contacted, or maybe the organization had contacted different supporter groups to be nice uh, to Messi, if he was to have come and play, um, I have not heard that specifically to Messi. I have heard a there were tweets in our community last week about a generalization towards opposing players, and yeah. because in our stadium, uh, the away team when they warm up, they warm up right in front of the wall. So they're running right in front of one half of our supporter section and our supporters have a keenness of, of giving them the welcoming, welcoming the players. And this is coming from all ages. Yeah. 
and there was a there was a conversation on Twitter about someone reaching out to the supporters about being more nice about it. And to that, yeah. I say, if, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't. if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Of course. And look, I can understand. And now, if, and now don't go ahead. Uh-huh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Finish your point. Now, if, now if it gets be, there's a difference. I will say this. There's a difference between bants and yeah. being just a horrible human being. And if you're being a horrible human, human being, which no one, there's been no accusations of that, which yeah. MLS is, has been great at preventing over the years. But if that takes place, that's a whole different ballgame. But if it's bants, bring it on. And and I can understand from, from the perspective of the organization or even the MLS uh, of them reaching out to I mean, I don't think it would be the MLS. It would probably be someone within the organization reaching out to some of the supporter groups and saying, hey, chill a, a little bit out with some of the players uh, just to sort of keep like some sort of a squeaky clean view in the eyes of the league as a whole. So, I mean, that's something that I could definitely see uh, happening for sure. Now, speaking of the game that we have this Sunday, right? There's a lot of new fans that have been watching not only our podcast, but a lot of other media within Inner Miami as well. And a lot of the new fans don't really know too much about the MLS or Inner Miami, and especially about other teams within the MLS. So if there are any players that maybe you can mention that new MLS viewers should be watching out for on the Orlando side. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, like one or one two thing, main guys that just stand out. I'll do three, uh, just okay. because I want to give two of two offensive players and one defender definitely a big shout out. I already gave Antonio Carlos his shout out, but yeah, on the offensive side, rookie and and honestly, future U.S. Men's National Team player. Duncan McGuire has been a revelation for us this season. We've been, been very lucky for you guys. We've been sure. very lucky. Our scouting staff in the college game has been stellar. It's produced Canadian international Kyle, Kyle Laren. It's produced Chris Mueller. It's produced Daryl DK, all of which have gone on in various forms to go play in Europe, two of which are still playing there. And I, I mean, you guys, uh, Kamal Miller yes. was, I believe, was he was either a draft pick or a, a academy player. I don't remember where he came from exactly, but he came through our system and was a production of our scouting, and you guys yeah. are reaping the benefits of that. But and also a, a very prolific Canadian international. But he has been a box playing very well in the box. He he actually went out hurt before the international break. He had a, and I believe he's going to have a big resurgence in this match. He needs to for us, and I believe he can rise to the occasion. Uh, obviously, Facundo Torres on his second year in MLS, uh, Uruguayan international. He is currently has 12 goals in MLS. If he can get one or two, 
against Miami. It's going to put him in golden boot contention with a couple matches to play. It, I think that he can rise to the occasion. And I said this on our podcast earlier in the week that with him, his form has, has been great since the summer began. And I believe that with the eyes of the world, I mean, the entire nation is going to be watching. It's obviously Orlando versus Miami, but this was supposed to be the big messy rivalry game. And a lot of people still, still tune in even to see Busquets. And I think that he is going to go all out for the moment. And he, he's trying to attract uh, European attention. He was, he was supposed to be sold to Arsenal last year. There was a, there was rumors of a $20 million offer that was on table. I don't know what the truth to that was, but (laughs) he is a great player that has, had a lot of great success. And if he scores again for us, he will be our third, be third in our all-time scoring in just his second year. And by the way, you mentioned Kamal Miller. You guys picked him up in the 2019 MLS Super Draft. So he was drafted okay. by Was that guys. first or second round? Uh, it's It says here it was in the first round. No, I was okay, so he, 27th overall. Yeah. Okay. So he was picked up the year after he was the year between Chris Mueller and Daryl DK. So, okay, that makes me feel better. But the third player I have is uh, the big defender right now for us is Pedro Galese. He's been keeping us in matches, the Peruvian national. He's I, I he, he's had a drop-off in form a little bit. He's not the number one goalkeeper in MLS that I thought he was over the last couple of years, but he is still keeping us in games. He kept us in the Columbus match and allowed us to make that huge comeback last weekend. And I think he's going to be big in this match as well. Well, and if, if there's one thing that I could definitely credit you guys with is that you guys, uh, you guys have allowed, very little goals versus your opponents other than the game against Columbus where you guys allowed three goals. Uh, But uh, I mean, we're talking about and New York, right? NYCFC two goals a couple of days ago. Um, But before that he was kind of in shape where he was, uh, you know, allowing maybe a goal or two per game. I mean, I see sometimes where he allowed zero goals. Um, I believe he has seven clean sheets this season so yeah i don't think he's going to add to that in this match but i think that his the amount of saves he's making on high chance goals has been keeping us in this season now especially considering our defense is weak especially with antonio carlos being out so long and rodrigo schlegel having to slip in for him now, the only thing I don't like about Galese himself is that he's a very animated character. And it seems like whenever there's a lot of people around him, he starts to bump into bodies as he's passing the ball out. And so that just kind of strikes me a little bit like, come on, man, just just play some football. Don't be trying to sell, oh, he's a, sell yourself. He's a master of the dark arts. We all know this. We, we talk about this in our circles. He is a master of the dark arts. I was... I've always rooted for that because he's playing the game. He he doesn't do anything 
truly illegal. He's just playing the game. And now yeah. if you talk about some of our midfielders like uh, Cartagena and Arujo and even Felipe, he, they're yeah. all, they were on a whole different level, especially yes. in the league's cup against Messi. Yes, they are very, uh, for sure. Now you brought up Fagundo Torres and I have a question about Facundo because one thing that I noticed watching a couple games is that he came off the bench. Uh, and I don't know if I saw that just in two or three games, if it's just an anomaly or if this was something that was going on consistently. Is that something that, that's been going on consistently for Orlando City or is he consistently no. a starter? He's been pretty consistently a starter. If um, I'm trying to remember what instance you're referring to. But he has pretty consistently been a starter with the compacted schedule. We unfortunately yeah. are not as great at midweek matches. Um, having dropped points in our last two, I believe, and four yeah. of our losses this season have come on Wednesdays. But he he has not been one of those players that he comes off the bench. He's not a super sub. He's a get out there and play 65 to 70 minutes player. And if the strategy isn't working or if he's fatigued, he comes off. But in yeah. most cases he's out there and he often slips into different roles mid match. Um, yes. Our number 10 Mauricio Perea, He he's older. He used to be a DP last year. He's been, getting older, his legs are getting tired, he can't go the full 90. And when he needs to be subbed off, Facundo often subs in slots right into his slot and we bring in another winger to fill in Facundo's slot. And and he's a phenomenal player. As a matter of fact, my son, he watches and he he loves the way that that Facundo plays the sport. And I gotta mm -hmm. give him I gotta give him props where props is due. And he's a very, very talented player, most definitely. Now he's fun that if he's not long for this league. We've accepted uh, one not long for Facundo. We we yeah, I, I mean Martin Ojeda was kind of his replacement plan because there was talk of him moving to the Premier League even in the summer, and that didn't happen. And I, I still think that there's a possibility that it might happen in the offseason so we shall see now uh terefe face is uh commenting here and they're saying why is it necessary to necessary to be a rivalry match why such toxic encounter was created between orlando and inner miami that is insanity now danny and i were talking about it in the last episode and a lot of it could be the proximity i mean we're down here in south florida obviously mm -hmm. orlando is the the closest team uh, and I was looking at the matchups between our our clubs, and we have played a total of ten games against each other. And we, uh, in, in speaking as Inter Miami, we are three wins, two draws, and five losses against you guys. And you guys, of course, are the flip on that: five wins, two two draws, and three losses. So. When Danny was talking a little bit earlier in the week about how we're not competitive, it's I was looking at it, and, and it's a little competitive. It's more competitive than I expected, um, a lot closer than I expected. But I think to answer the question, it's just basically on location, and Joel Kerr's right on the money. At least that's what I feel like. 
Now, yeah, I mean, now, yeah. What's ahead. your opinion on that? I, I I think that it the rivalry is growing. Last time you guys had me on, it was is is it more Atlanta? Is it Miami? I think we circle both matches on the calendar now, partially because of Essie and partially just because of the proximity and how the bands have kind of been going. And yeah. I will say this, the bands have definitely been more, a little more fiery. Yes. I, I, and I'm not even saying more fiery or like, at least not in the circles. I, I'm in, have, they haven't yeah. been as violent between Miami and Orlando. They're just, it's about the soccer. It's about the game. Yeah, that's it's more passion. Played. And I mean, you got, you, you and I had, were messaging between, uh, during the League's Cup game, and we had honest yes. conversations about a couple For of the sure. plays, and yes, that's how it rolls. This is it's yeah. a beautiful game. It's not this is not life or death, but it's a yeah. great time to watch, and we're in a great league to watch it right now. Especially being Orlando, we're in such great form, and Miami is such a good story for the league coming from and not to be disrespectful but last place in the league to yes. making a playoff spot and it is what it is yeah that isn't an ESPN 30 for 30 I don't know what is <laughs> and that's that's a perfect point and just just as you're mentioning that I'm just thinking that holistically as a state we're representing pretty well for the MLS so that's mm-hmm. something that I got to give a lot of credit just in terms of right here for the state of Florida now in case any of you guys are interested in going to see them at Exploria State at Exploria Stadium, the cheapest tickets I see are 55, 60, and 65 bucks a pop, which are a lot less than what they were probably like four or five days ago. So if anybody is planning on making a last minute drive up for three hours and change to get over there, I recommend it. Danny is over there as we speak. And uh, hopefully he can be able to get some sights and sounds over there uh, for the game. It's going to be for sure an incredible atmosphere. Now, we talked about the players that MLS, that new MLS viewers should be watching out for. Now, let's speak a little bit more in between the lines, right? Orlando's tactics and formations, what are they like? Because when I was going over a little bit about what Orlando's been doing, I've noticed that you guys play most of the time uh, typically a pretty standard line, a 4 2 three, one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so how yep, do you guys – how does that work out for you? That's not going to change in this match. It's worked out very well for us. We have – I'll be honest, our defense has not been as ideal as it could have been this season. We – been dealing with injuries, a lot of different center back pairings. Rodrigo yeah. Schlegel is it, he's a club legend, but it it he's getting he's definitely past his prime and he's working in shoes that he cannot fill. So with Wilder Cartagena and who honestly is the a big addition and a big loanee that I'm hoping Orlando keeps after his loan expires between him and Arujo, the two of them being able to both act offensively, but also pivot back and 
help in the defense has been key, which is why you're not seeing us play dominant, shove it down your throat soccer. It's yeah. tactile. We we lost to NYCFC on Wednesday. We had more possession, more passes attempted, more passes completed, and we and the thing that killed us was more shots allowed on target and the lack of shots we had on target. So yeah. it's a very we're playing a great midfield game, but on either side of that, we have to it, it depends on how our opponents are playing and how we handle that. The the quote for midweek was we didn't have a spark and that the team wasn't playing well. And yeah. that was it, it could have been off rest. It could have been a number of things. We just come off a big emotional win against Columbus. But going into this match against Miami, it's the lack of a spark is not going to be there. It's more going to be are we able to take advantage of the missing pieces on your end and are our missing pieces not going to hamper us, which both ends definitely exist. Yeah. And, and those are, those are really good valid points that you're bringing up because at the end of the day, those are the things that are going to definitely be able to help you guys get over on, on, on the game this Sunday. Now uh, the tactics and formation, we talked a little bit about that. And I think you mentioned a little bit earlier some of the weaknesses. You said that the one of the weaknesses uh, is the defense, uh, or at least I, I would assume the back line. But let's go over that a little bit more in depth, right? What what are the strengths and what are the weaknesses that Orlando City has uh, that, that we should be worried about or at least concerned about? Uh, well, for one thing, if Duncan McGuire's healthy, watch out. Because he's going to come – if he starts, he – believe he played on Wednesday, but he wasn't looking 100%. If he is 100% on Sunday with a primetime audience watching him and a lot to prove, he's yeah. going to go all out. Him and Facundo, like I talked about earlier, going for big moments. And that's going to mean taking risks, making those extra runs, and going all out. He Duncan's actually came in on the 59th for... minute. Okay, so he was a sub. Uh, Duncan has been known to be a big body in the box. So if he can get a a a high pass that can he can put in, if he if Facundo can get those passes to him, or Facundo gets enough space, never give Facundo Torres enough space. And, yeah, and. Fractal fruit is right. It is Facundo versus Facundo. That's yes. That that's absolutely that, right. That's going to be an incredible but, matchup. Mm-hmm. Absolutely will be. Uh, on defense, we the the I said it. Rodrigo Schlegel is he's out of his depth at this point. I think he his time in MLS is is numbered. He's a second string center back who keeps getting thrust into first string situations and having good moments, but he's proven to be a shortcoming. And if someone can catch him off guard for Miami, that's going to be, 
the difference in this match, I think. If Pedro is not prepared, if Rodrigo is out of place, it's going to be one yeah. of those things. That's our well, big weakness, and, in my opinion. And and speaking of Facundo for, for us, and, and I just noticed earlier today when I was looking at how the team was structured, Facundo, uh, Facundo Torres plays on the right side for you guys, and Facundo Farias plays over on the left side for us. So they're actually going to be playing in pretty close proximity, or at least mm -hmm. I predict that they will be. So that's going to be. But Facundo really... Torres is also known to drift. He will drift. He often drifts yeah. from the right all the way even to the basically the left side of the 18 yard box. He will move all the way out and get back because he has those legs and he'll get back into possession if he needs to. But we also, our defense is better on that side. Yeah. But he's a roving. That, that's why I was talking about how he can slot into that 10 spot because he also can play that. He plays it very well and he can distribute when needed. We're also well, looking better on the left side because Gaston Gonzalez is finally yeah. off of the off of the injury sheet. And with Angulo, Angulo being kind of out of form, it's very possible that we see Gaston in this match and he could have a lasting impact on it if it comes down to if it's a 1-1 match in the mid 70s of the match he could come in and make a lasting difference make it off the bench. oh yeah that's definitely a player that i've seen that could make a, a a significant difference now i had mentioned a little earlier about the starting lineup and stuff and and before we move on into what we're talking about guys i went ahead and i took a little picture of a little uh a little setup that i just did here on the computer and i imagine that this right here and for those of you that are listening on audio i'm putting up a picture of what i imagine to be our starting 11 and i have a back four with allen playing the left back yedlin playing the right back and miller and kristoff playing the center backs busquets and Kramashi and Arroyo is who I imagine starting. And I was I was sort of debating on whether Kramashi was going to be starting or not. I decided to stick with him anyway. Uh, and Farias over on the left wing and Taylor on the right wing. And I believe that Campana is going to get the start. There's a lot of people talking about whether Joseph is going to be getting the start or not. Uh, I, I don't imagine Joseph getting the start, especially now that he's sort of lost some footing uh, against... Leonardo Campana. So I imagine oh, that that's, that's how bad. Yeah. Why, why do you say that? We always like to harass him. Yeah. And, he's he's, he's kind of eaten our lunch, but we've had some fun harassing him over the years. And it would be interesting to see how he would react to even coming on as a substitute. Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting because Joseph at this point, I mean, I don't even know what's what he's playing. Not, I don't want to know. I don't want to say I don't know what he's playing for. But I mean, with Campana just signing an, a new agreement with the team until 2025, uh, I believe it's 2025, if I'm not mistaken, or 2026. I have to double check that. Uh, at this point, Joseph's one foot out the door uh, in terms of what his future could possibly be uh, with the team. So, does he have a contract for next year? Uh, no, his his agreement finishes this year. His agreement mm -hmm. finishes this year. So we don't know 
what the remainder is going to be, at least in Joseph's future. Um, but we'll have to see. I mean, hopefully he can be able to kick it up a couple notches because if not, he's going to be kicking it up a couple states and playing for some other garbage team. So we'll see. Now, one thing that I like to ask, or at least Danny likes to ask, and, and he's very good with this question, right? If you could be able to pull Tata Martino to the side and say, hey, look, I got just the thing you need in order to beat Orlando, right? What is the one thing that you can be able to tell or that you would tell Tata and say, this is what you can do to beat Orlando City? Do what he's done most of his career against Orlando. He's beaten Orlando every time he's played them. Like I told you guys on the last pod, and I, I was right again, just beat us. You got to bait some of the more aggressive players into, into some fights. You got to bait them into getting overly aggressive, and you just use that aggressiveness to counteract and go after them. You go after the players that are most passionate. You go after the players that are most likely to make mistakes. The and short fuse guys. Kind of been the short fuse guys, and we've got a couple of them on the pitch. I, yes. I, I've already talked about them on this this program today, and it's. I know that this is not going to be one of the matches that gets the MLS award for least confrontations. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I just I I saw it happen live, but an NYCFC player spitting at one of our players. And finally getting after three or four days of the disciplinary committee, finally getting a two-match <laughs> ban. But like, yeah, why are we not catching this live? Yeah, I mean, it exactly. worked in the long run, but he should have been yeah. sent off is, is the part of it. But I don't, like I said last time, I don't want it to just be about the refs. I want this to be like, I want them to go. I want them, I want there to be a little bit of grit. I want it, yeah. there to be a little bit of grass on the shorts and on the jersey at the end of this i want this to be a good solid match and at the end i want orlando to come on top because we didn't leave we didn't quit we didn't leave stuff to be done we left it all out in the pitch and we got the win it's like i said last time and you guys titled your episode after beating us leave no doubt Yes. And you guys left no doubt against us, and we had a solid outing, but it wasn't enough. And we we let other factors come in, into play, including and mostly our own heads. I don't want our own heads to be a factor this time. I want our mentality of we can come back from a 3-1 deficit in the 75th minute against a respected rival, like what happened in, against Columbus last week. And I don't want it to be any different. I want to fight against Miami, and I want to win. And 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 let me tell you, I really do see. And well, Danny definitely has mentioned in recent episodes that the one game that he can see with confidence that we will not be winning is the game against you guys, and especially sort of on this. You guys are on this on this really good uh, path of of where you guys are persistently playing pretty well against some pretty formidable teams. Uh, 
and you guys hold one of the top spots in the East. At this point, I was looking at the standings, and whether we win against you or not, it's not like if we win that we're going to be climbing up and then it's like a six-pointer, right? You guys are pretty solidified up there at the at the top space. You guys are just trying to claw your way into making sure you're solidifying uh, you know, home field advantage. Oh, 100%. This is... It's not a six-pointer for you guys, and it's a six-pointer yeah. for us, but it's definitely a six-pointer for teams like Columbus and Philadelphia oh, that yes. are looking up at us and want our second spot. And, uh, I mean, Philadelphia. I don't think Philadelphia needs a CONCACAF qualification, but I think Columbus does, and they would yes. love to take that out of our hands. I mean, we're second in – we would be first in the West right now. Yes. And we're, we're in great form. We're in the, arguably the best form I think our club has ever been in, despite our loss in MetLife or not MetLife, City Field Mets. Sorry, I always get MetLife <laughs> and the Mets and City yeah. Field. It's a baseball game. They should play at MetLife instead of that, but most um, that was a poor performance for us. We've had a couple of them in midweek, but between those we've had great performances you were talking about beating some great teams uh right before the international break we had another one of these three matches in eight days kind of things and we beat yeah. the best team in the east in i'm trying to remember was it in the east and the west or the west and the east st yeah. louis it was one of those two i forget the order of which we did it but we we did that and it was a huge Deal. We beat Cincinnati. We were the it, it was Cincinnati on the end. So it was St. Louis, then Cincinnati, and we beat it was Cincinnati St. Louis, Charlotte, home. and then Cincinnati. Yeah, and we got a draw at Charlotte, and everybody was like, yes. Oh, why did you get a draw at Charlotte? It's because there was a hurricane yes. pouring rain down on a slick field, and we were happy to get the draw, and nobody got hurt. That was a win for us, in my opinion. But having that form and beating two excellent teams. Amazing teams, arguably the two best teams in the league right now. And doing it all in a seven-day span was a big deal for this organization. And it's only up for, from here. And we're getting healthy, too. Like, we weren't at full strength at that point. Well, and you and you just mentioned a talking a little bit about how you guys tied that game. Let's talk a little bit about scores, right? Let's get to our mm -hmm. predictions. Right, yeah. we got a big game coming again on Sunday, guys. If you guys don't know, and you guys should know since you're here watching a podcast, right? Inter Miami against Orlando at Exploria Stadium, and it is this Sunday at 7:30 p.m. Now we always let our guests answer first. What do you think the prediction? What's your prediction going to be for this game? I'm going to stick with the even the prediction I gave before I found out Messi was going to be out. I think this is a 2-1 win for Orlando. I think that the likes of Facundo Torres and Duncan Maguire are going to go all out for this match, and they're going to try and show their stuff not only to this league but to the world. Um, I, I do think that our tactics will be more reserved in the fact that we will defend a little more, but yeah. I think we – we are going to go out there and we're going to give it our all. I, I, the last time I did predict a much bigger win, I believe I predicted three, one 
and it was completely reversed on me in that but <laughs> yeah this time it's at home our fan base is i i will warn you there's going to be a tifo there's going to be a very big tifo and this fan base is going to be fired up despite the fact that uh some of them are trying to sell their tickets but i don't think those are the fans that you had to worry about when it comes to being boisterous so well, that's good, man. And and to see that sort of support from the supporters and, and sort of putting up those TIFOs. I, I always love seeing how teams put those things together, uh, organizations and, and, the, and the supporter groups. So good for you guys. There's a lot of people that are sort of chiming in here. Joe Kerr's kicking in with a 2-2 prediction. Uh, Kevo is kicking in with a 2-0 Miami win. Raul Rojas is 3-2. Uh, Hami is 3-1 Miami. I mean, obviously, we're an Inter-Miami podcast, so you're going to get a lot of Inter-Miami favorite I appreciate scores. the 2-2, honestly. I like that. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, this isn't, again, like I mentioned before, It's going to be a one-goal match. This is going to be, not only is it going to be, uh, uh, in my in my prediction, I, I'm going to I'm gonna give a number as well, but I think it's going to be low scoring, and I think it's going to be very close. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout either side. Um, but there's a lot of sort of respectful answers here in the chat. So that's good for you guys. You guys know what you guys are talking about. Now, I was just going a little bit through some of the history in terms of, I mean, the last time that we played you guys, it was in the League's Cup, and we won 3-1. Uh, we were hitting strides like no one had had seen in a long time. Uh, what was it? Scored a goal, I think, in the first 10, 12 minutes. I don't think that's going to mm-hmm. be the case. Obviously, Messi's not playing this game. So, I mean, who knows? Listen, even even last year when Messi wasn't playing with us, Campana scored uh, a goal within the first, like, a minute and 10 seconds. So uh, anything can realistically happen. Uh, but I think, in my full-blown honesty, I think that the, the, the score I'm going to go with in my prediction is going to be the same as Joe Kerr, 2-2. Two, two. I think it's going to be a tie game. Guys, if you guys are watching, you guys see that I have the no winners, no losers, right? Kissing sister shirt, which is the, <laughs> the thing that Danny and I normally speak about in terms of ties, right? It's like kissing your sister or whatnot, but whatever. Uh, like, I think like, it's going to be a like tie. Like the great prophet Ted Lasso said. Yes, yes. I think it's going to be a tie game. I, I don't see it going more than two goals on either side. I mean, who knows? Maybe it can happen. But my prediction, and look at this, factual fruit, slobber knocker for sure. I uh, I imagine it's going to be a slobber knocker. And my son is chiming in 1-0 Inter-Miami win. So good job for you, Jose. I don't even know what a slobber knocker is, to be completely honest. What? Alex, have you, have you never seen wrestling have you you never seen wrestling the wwf it's funny because literally everyone else on our podcast is massively into wwe and i'm the only one that's never been into it so if anything i'm i'm gonna go on our group chat after this and they're gonna shame me for this but oh they're gonna destroy you you're gonna get power i'm fine with that it's not something i've been into in my life you're definitely going to get powerbomb through a table, put in a figure four leg lock. Factual Fruit is already moving you out of this room. The Girl gift, boo, boo this man. 
Listen, I, I think, look, they're calling for it. They're calling for it, Alex. And I, I tried to be nice about it, but I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm, just, I'm waiting for the soundboard all show. It took this long. <laughs> no, but you've been a good sport, man. And it's going to be a hell of a game this Sunday. Uh, yeah, and, and look, Factual Fruit, he's a good guy. See, you're, you're a good man. Everybody knows that you're a good guy with us. And it's the second time you've been on the show with us, so that's that's always a, a good thing to always return. Now, I don't know if you remember, last time we brought you on the show. We're going to talk about toaster steak again? I don't know. Well, I mean, well, it's a good It's a good thing that you brought that up because last time I brought you on and we talked a little bit about toast and steak, and since then, I've been cooking something up in the kitchen, and it's a sandwich. And I'm just trying to find out how you cut Ooh. your sandwiches, buddy. Do you do it diagonally or from north to south? Oh, uh, diagonally. I used to be oh. a north to south kind of guy, but I've gone diagonal lately. I actually oh, that- had a sandwich diagonal tonight. Oh, nice. Okay, hopefully with Publix meats. Uh, I don't know where the bacon came from, but I would hope it was from Publix. Nice. Okay. That's one thing that Orlando City and Inter-Miami can agree on is that Publix is number one. Publix is king. They, the only thing they can't agree on is the color the Publix logo should be and maybe the name of this, the sandwich. I don't know. We had a, I don't remember what our Orlando City pub sub was, but. It was probably it was probably very similar. Now there was there's normally uh there's normally another question that we ask, which Broward Heron is mentioning. I still think the cruise question is ap- uh, applicable with the new sponsor. Listen, Broward, we stopped asking that question when everybody started saying that cruises are good for our good vacations. So, <laughs> uh, so because there's a there's there one of the biggest supporters in Inter Miami. Uh, Don Cavacito says that cruising is terrible, and he's like one of zero that thinks that same uh, that same thing. So he must he have been be on one of those and... COVID ships or something. Yeah, yeah, he's scorned for life. He's scorned for life. He'll never go on a cruise ever again. He'll never enjoy a, a normal vacation. His idea of vacationing is probably not being happy on a cruise. So Don Cafecito, when we when we make it big, 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 we're gonna make sure you go on a cruise for a vacation. All right, buddy. All right. Well, Alex, listen. Thank you so much for for jumping on the show with myself. Uh, Danny, unfortunately, is not here today, but he is in Old Town, so hopefully he's gonna be able to make it out to the game uh, this Sunday. Alex, do you have any last words that you want to say before we rock out? Hey, thanks as always for having me. I appreciate the rivalry. I appreciate the respect between our two organizations, our two podcasts. I was really, honestly, I was kind of pining earlier in the week. Are they going to have me back on? Are they going to have me back on? And you messaged me last night, and I had to to make it a priority because I love talking soccer. I love talking with you guys. It's it's a lot of fun for the Bants, and – I want to represent my team just as much as you guys want to represent yours. And I just want a good match. I want to, I want to be able to, when my Chicago bears inevitably fail me on Sunday, I want to be able to turn that game off and immediately turn on a much more enjoyable 
soccer match and just enjoy it with my friends. So Vamos Orlando, you can find us if you want to bant a little bit. Be respectful. I like respectful bants. I, I, of course. I don't get my feelings hurt easily. I'm ghost underscore writer, uh, spelled the way it's on the screen, R-E-I-T-E-R, on Twitter, Instagram, threads, whatever you use these days. And we are Orlando Lions Den on those same platforms, and we love to talk soccer. So you can find us on any podcast catcher that you use, and we can't – we can't wait to talk about this again in 2024 and we hope that we get to see Messi in Orlando next year. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be a sight to see. Hopefully I can actually get those tickets this time around. Oh, for sure, man. And, and guys take some advice from Joe Kerr and take some advice from my son. Like, and subscribe, not just to us, but to Alex, the Orlando Lions Den podcast as well. Listen, I know you guys don't like other podcasts and stuff like that from outside of Inner Miami, but check these, check some of these people out, man. Show some love. Uh, let's go ahead and 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 show some love just within the MLS community. Um, but again, Alex, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on board and and doing the show with myself. Uh, it's going to be a good game this Sunday. And thank you guys, everybody that was in the chat. You know, you're you're one of the best parts about this show. Thank you guys so much for chiming in and kicking in with all your uh, opinions and banter. And guys, if you guys are listening on audio, thank you guys for listening all the way to the end. Go ahead and give a five star review. Uh, and, and on top of that, for those of you have that haven't left a review, go ahead and leave a five star review and put down Super Mario is not a superhero since Danny thinks that Super Mario is a superhero. So go ahead and do that. And, uh, and, and for you guys that are listening, if you guys like the shirt that I'm wearing right here, you can be able to find it on our shop, and that's at batteredfans.com. You can be able to check out a bunch of kind of shirts, uh, some Messi-inspired shirts, Inner Miami shirts, some Campana shirts, got a lot of new stuff. And, again, thank you for kicking it with us. Until the next one, have a good one. Cheers.